Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to post NXT TakeOver 30 review show. I am Jeremy Lambert. No idea what I'm doing hosting. No, no idea why I'm here. Sean Ross Sapp is off doing better things than reviewing this show. He's like, eh, you take over. You, you've banned NXT from your program, but watch this show, review it anyway. Get Alex on. Alex Pulowski is here. I don't recognize him because he's not a member of Retribution tonight. But get Alex on. He knows what's going on on NXT. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, Better before I watch that show. (laughs) It's takeovers don't miss. That's what everybody tells me. Takeovers don't miss. They they, they don't usually. I mean, I'm, I'm so wary of the booking decisions and 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 how they're moving pieces around and using people since since call-ups that have gone nowhere and things like that that i'm 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 very wary of what wwe nxt has become guys subscribe to fightful select sean's dropping a bunch of news over there just dropped something on ray mysterio he apparently was mentioned on aew but it got edited off so Go check that out. He dropped another story from AEW over there. Leave a super chat. Uh, if you leave a super chat, you can get your statement or comment or question read on the air. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Fightful Wrestling, Fightful MMA, and uh, give us a thumbs up on the video as well. Let's get into this show, Alex. We had the the pre-show with Brizongo against Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch against Legata del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wild. The winners get a tag team title shot against Imperium. Brizongo picks up the victory when Breeze was looking for the unpretty, unprettier. Lorcan charge hit uppercut. Breeze hit the super kick for the win. What do you think of this uh, tag team number one contender match? Um, good for Brizongo. <laughs> um, I, I hope they win because they put the belts on Imperium. And then didn't do anything with Imperium. I think they've, they've appeared on TV like twice since they won the tag belts. 
um, that I don't understand why you decided to put the tag belts on a team that's not gonna not gonna show up because they they won the tag belts I think in like early June and they haven't been on they've been on TV like twice since so um, if you're not gonna use Imperium which I mean I like Imperium I love Bartell and, and Eichner I think you should use them all the time they're really fun to watch but if you're not gonna use them put some put the tag straps in somebody you are gonna use so put them on Brizongo have them be a transitional champion to whoever. Um, no, but, don't transitional champion them. Like, give them I, a long reign. I would love for them to have a long reign. I love uh, uh, Fandango. I love Tyler Breeze. I think it's a major. It's a very cool thing. They said we're going to find a way to shoehorn Tyler Breeze uh, into the thirtieth takeover, considering he was on the first takeover. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, also, like the the thing that is amazing is like five years to the day he had his match with Jushin Thunder Liger at Takeover Brooklyn. Um, so this guy is an is a is a absolute NXT OG. It's his first gold he's ever held on on any level of of WWE. Um, it's well it's the great. lower level of WWE. Well, I mean, I'm saying he never he never held it uh, like the Intercontinental title or whatever. Oh no, no, he is the left right left right champion, oh, Alex Volowski, and that is a bigger accomplishment than WWE. I, way bigger, way I, bigger accomplishment. I I overlooked. I'm sorry. Uh, my fault. But um, but I I thought I think it's great. I think it's fine. They, they seem to be like running a foul constantly of Legado de Fantasma. So maybe they're going to have like a feud with them. My, my, my pitch had been um, maybe you end up putting the straps on Legado de Fantasma and they free bird them like like Escobar only decides when it's prudent, when he when he needs to, to defend the titles that he will show up with that. Um, it might be interesting to see him as like a, a two straps kind of a guy because I think he's got a lot of star power. Um, one thing I didn't love was that they they've gone away from the whole suits to the ring thing, which I I love the luchadors and suits thing. And now Joaquin Wilde's coming down like wearing an Ed Hardy shirt and a backwards <laughs> ball cap. I understand it's your own style, DJZ. I mean that's that's cool and everything, but I I like it when they're when it's a, when it's a unified front, like him and Mendoza coming down wearing suits taking off the blazers, taking off the, the slacks and getting ready to actually go in and fight. Um, the match itself was, was fine and fun. Lorcan and, and Birch are, are the definition of fantastic hands, not, not good hands. They're fantastic hands. They'll do whatever you ask of them and always make the people they're, they're, they're facing look great. Um, but good for Brizongo. I'm glad they have the title t- titles. Yeah. Either let them hold it for six months or or make them part of a re, of a cool story to get them the those belts on somebody who uh, who who is going to to hold them for a while. I like that Brizongo won. I think they should be doing more with Brizongo. And like you said, Imperium hasn't really been there. So put the titles on Brizongo. Um, I, I I think Tyler Breeze is great. Anyone? Yeah. I mean, I, people know my up up down down fandom, and he. I watched the the show today, and he was just killed it. Killed yeah. it in this feud with Xavier Woods that they got going on, which is the best feud of the year, mm-hmm. by the way. The up, up, down, down versus left, right, left, right uh, feud. So the more they can do with Brizongo, I think the better. Uh, it was a good match. I thought everybody got showcased, and you know, it was a it was a pre-show match. What'd you make of the set? They went with a special uh, kind of triple X set there, kind of like the WrestleMania thirty set. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I guess the, the only way I would say this could this could have been more special. I suppose if you had done it in the Thunderdome, <laughs> you know, cause it's the 30th takeover and everything. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, it would have been weird if they hadn't done some kind of set with it because they're like billing it as TakeOver 30, not like, you know, TakeOver Orlando again. 30 years of TakeOver, according to uh, Natalia. According to Natalia. <laughs> I honestly feel like is a bit with her new character where she's hanging out with, with uh, Lana. Like Lana's stupidity is rubbing off on Natalia. I hope it's a bit. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> Natalia, shame on you. Uh, I don't know if it's a bit or not, but uh, it got the chuckle out of me. On, I guess it was Instagram Live that she did it on. A reminder, guys, leave a super chat. We have one from uh, J.K. Shaw who says, does Alex also chuckle at any reference to Sands of Time with Cross thanks to Saudi? Also, fun day for the Bucks and Thunder. Heartbreaks for J.H., which is uh, Joe Holbert. Do you chuckle uh, at Sands of Time? I, I mean, I, I suppose I would. I, 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 I would be happy if uh, Cross only wrestled at uh, Sands of Time shows. <laughs> Like maybe they'd be like he's a special special guest. You only bring him out for the Sands of Time shows because I'm pretty much done with that character. Yeah, the problem I don't could they do Scarlet with at Sands of Time? Could they bring her? I guess they brought Lana and everybody over. I don't know how they'd go over her uh, singing with uh, on those shows. I don't know if yeah. the people would be into that too much. I, I like, they're showcasing know. this woman too much here. I chuckle at the Sands of Time. It makes me think of those references every single time when they yeah. said it, and so I dislike you for that. Yeah, and yes, the Bucks are up two one. The Thunder are down two one. It's okay. We're gonna come back. The point God, Chris Paul, uh, led us to victory today. And Joseph, uh, sent him kind messages. Everybody, Joseph is having a rough time with his basketball team. Unfortunately, yeah. they got a bad draw. The Sixers got a really bad draw. The Celtics look really, really well coached. Well, they got a bad but, draw, and then Ben Simmons got hurt. Well, so. that's true. It's true. I was gonna say the, the Celtics look really, really well coached. Which you can't say for the Sixers, <laughs> but uh, you definitely cannot say that for the Sixers. Definitely not. Let's move on to the main show with Finn Balor against Timothy Thatcher. Uh, Balor immediately attacks, attacks Thatcher in this match, which I thought was absolutely awesome. I love this match. Great wrestling. The counters by Timothy Thatcher. He had an answer for everything. Balor also was able to hang with him. On the mat, Balor ends up picking up the victory with Coupe de Gras in 1969. Wasn't a lot of build to this match, I don't think. But as far as just a straight pro wrestling match, no nonsense, no bullshit. These guys crushed it. I love that Balor was like, I know you're going to try and force me out of my game. So I'm just going to decide to play your game to start. Like he was going in for the grappling early and saying, I can I can play this too. I've, I've wrestled all over the world. I'm the prince friggin devit i can do whatever i want and i love that he wasn't intimidated by timothy thatcher and i love that thatcher was like oh okay game on and i think that's that's a great way to, to never never was i watching this thinking all right well this is the part where the where the baby face gets his offense in until he makes a mistake and then the, the heel takes control and then the heel wears down the baby face till the baby base makes a comeback and then we have the final sequence like i didn't feel that at all watching this like that's too. There's too many cookie cutter matches of which the main event was one. But this, this felt like just two great wrestlers wrestling. It did not feel like a WWE product at all. It felt like two great wrestlers wrestling. It's odd that a WWE product rarely ever feels like two great wrestlers wrestling, considering WWE employs most of the great wrestlers in the world. But. I will say that um, that it, it did feel like a step away from the WWE style that I lament so much. This felt 
urgent, which is odd, as you said, because there really wasn't a build up to this match. But I, I, I mean, Thatcher had some kind of slight that he felt from Finn Balor. So he prevented Finn Balor from getting into the ladder match for the North American title. So they made this match. Both guys hate each other for whatever reason, even <laughs> though it hasn't been built up for weeks. It still felt urgent to them in the moment, and that's what what mattered to me. Yeah, I look, I'm fine if they do just no bullshit pro wrestling, straight up wrestling. Just go right. out there. Who's the better guy? Who is the better wrestler? Go prove it. And that that's what this match was. I, I love this match. I thought it was the best match on the show, uh, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I love this match. Where do you think they're going with Balor now? Because his NXT return has been kind of cold in my estimation. Well, that's the problem is I don't, I have no idea what they had planned for him before COVID. Like they were teasing stuff between him and Valter. Yeah. Like they were going to do takeover Dublin where he was going and face and face Valter for the title. Valter never loses. Like they could have done an amazing thing where like they had like loaned Finn, Finn Balor, who I'm sure would love to go hang out in, in the British Isles for a few months <laughs> and just hold that strap and become, be a God walking around the British wrestling scene for a few months. I mean, that might've been what they had planned on doing, but this, this whole thing got in the way. Um, I, I think his, he, when he first returned to NXT, he was, he was red hot. Like I was so excited to see this new, like sleek, like tone, like us, um, like pared down, just like I am, I am the Prince and I'm going to F you up. Like that, guy was a great character i love what they did with it um and then they just they they kind of tripped over their own feet figuring out what they were going to do with him if not the original pre-covid plan they just they didn't know what to do with him besides that he was absent for a while all that stuff um i think that you could heat him up now like he he has a, a standing rivalry with um with uh priest from before like you could easily have him go after the North American title now. You they've they have a new guy who's the friggin' NXT champion. You could have him go after that, but I the way they're booking that guy, it doesn't look like he's gonna lose before twenty twenty two. So I I mean I, I honestly don't know where they where they go with him, but but he you can heat him up with like the flick of a match. And he'll go become white hot because he has that within him to do. So push him in some direction and he'll just, he'll go. I, I don't know what that is though. NXT UK is coming back uh, September 17th. I know you're excited about that. Happy oh. birthday to me, by the way. That's two days after my birthday. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a birthday right. gift to that's me. Like a, that's like a week before my birthday. <laughs> um, so we're, we're, we're happy for the birthday boys. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't know, man. I I I was really weird, like weird to watch that promo and be like, "Hmm, who are the faces who are missing?" <laughs> I remember some guys the last time I watched who don't appear to be in this promo. That's weird. I wonder where they went. Um, so it's it is kind of weird to like basically we're back from rehab and we're better than ever. Um, good. I mean, good for the for the for the people who um aren't awful. And they're still employed by this company. Um, good for them that they will have an outlet to actually do this again. That's good. Um, it remains to be seen what they're actually going to do with the shows. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know with NXT UK. I don't know how many people watch that show, but right. hey, they're getting they're getting work again. Leave a super chat. I'll try to read them. If you leave it on a certain segment, I'll read it during the segment. So if you're wondering why your super chat has not been read, it's probably because you're talking about the main event and we haven't gotten to the main event yet. Uh, my guy, Anakin JMT, does send a super chat. It says, have a good show, guys. Played Avengers beta with my son, so I'll catch TakeOver and post show tomorrow. By the way, Jeremy, how sick was the left, right, left, right title? It was awesome. We talked about it earlier. I Put that instead of takeover. Oh, hashtag FTF, he says. That, that's a different person. We don't own hashtag FTF. Hashtag point God tonight, everybody. Hashtag yeah. point God. That's the hashtag you got to be using. Uh, North American. Oh, we have another super chat. Alex, between one and the Bucks game, one, how worried are you of NXT? Oh, I'm, I, I don't know what the scale is exactly, but the answer is very <laughs> I'm very worried about NXT. I'm not sure how that between one and the Bucks game is like. Yeah, it was one very worried to the Bucks game. I wasn't worried about this Bucks game. I was worried after game one. I'm not worried now. Um, I'm I'm worried about the heat in the second round. So I guess like on a scale of one to the Bucks game, I'll go uh, six. I'm not really sure how this works, but I'm very worried about NXT. Uh, that super chat was from uh, Crossstick. I apologize. I didn't read your name initially. Uh, NXT North American title ladder match. Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Velveteen Dream. Bronson Reed rocking some sweet Bam Bam Bigelow gear. Yeah, that was nice. Um, it was... It, you know, it was your typical ladder match. A lot of a lot of cool spots. I like the ladder in the corner. Everybody was stacked up in the corner. And then Reed did the big splash, the slingshot DDT that Gargano did. Damian Priest did the Shelton Benjamin run up to the ladder through the senton to the outside. He looked like he was nearly nearly slipped, nearly killed himself. Yep. Fortunately, fortunately he saved it and uh, and was able to to hit the spot. But what do you think of the early portions of this match? Um, well, the early the early portion. Okay, I have I have something to say about the finish of the, of the match. But okay, the, well. early, the early portion, <laughs> the early portions, I was into because um, I liked that uh, you had such wildly different personalities and wrestler types. Like I I love the inclusion of of the of the beefy dude, the guy who's who's there to to like you know uh, take a lot of crazy shots. My my favorite one of my favorite things that Bronson Reed did was very simple. He had a, a, a ladder laid across two guys and then the senton to the middle of the ladder where the guys weren't, but his weight distributed evenly over the other two guys. Like it hurt him, but it hurt them more because they was they were crushed by a ladder. Like that felt that, that felt like a new interesting way of doing that spot where your body weight on a ladder on top of another dude is supposed to hurt them more than you like diving off another ladder onto that thing. Um Ladder match psychology is always weird to me because a lot of the offense you do to a guy with a ladder always looks like it hurts you more than the other dude. Um, but uh, I liked what they were going with this stuff. I um, I thought it was uh, well-paced to start out with. Um, a lot of big spots, not too many early. They were building to things, but I, I thought this was going well as, as, you know, as these ladder matches go. We had Candice uh, LeRae run in. I love that she just came in and just like casually tipped over the ladder as well. Nope. nope. Yeah. I, I also love that Candice LeRae, who has wrestled, who wrestled, has wrestled many, many men in her career, not here though, knows, ah, you can't touch me. <laughs> I am a girl and you're not allowed to touch me. So I tipped over your ladder. What do you say about that? Ha <laughs> ha. I love that she is that self-aware to be like, here you can't do anything to me, so I'm going to mess with your match. 
if it was in PWG, I'd have to be wearing a helmet right now. <laughs> but but here it's fine. Um, I think that it's kind of cool that she that she's able to play that role in that moment. Um, uh, that was late enough in the match that I was like, oh, oh no, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna misjudge this whole thing and put the the title on Gargano again. <laughs> that that wouldn't be good. He he's that's not the position he's in right now. You got to figure that out for yourselves. Um, thankfully that didn't happen, but, but in that moment I was very, I was concerned. I, this was the beginning of the, you know, how the NXT style has become 75 near falls and then the end. Well, I'm like, at least they can't do that in a ladder match. <laughs> they tried <laughs> every single guy had his hand like dangling right next to the, the, the belt and then got knocked off. So every, there were, there were near falls in a ladder match where there are no falls. There were near victories, but for everybody in the match, there was a, there was a point where I was like, oh my God, everybody's down. The only man who's still standing is Village Jane Dream. They're not going to do this, right? They're not going to do this, are they, right? And they didn't. But credit to them for, for making me that freaked out about it. Um, but it was very odd to me that they figured out a way to do all the near falls in a match with no falls. Uh, the D- Velveteen Dream spot, he was on top of the ladder, and then Bronson Reed tipped over the ladder, and Velveteen goes over the guardrail, crashes onto a couple tables. Uh, Justin Lopez said, so did they kill off Dream here? LOL. It looked, it seemed like it. It certainly seemed like they killed off Velveteen Dream. If they're smart and they <laughs> room over the past few days, they can buy themselves some time, at least, to say – he's not medically cleared because he was nearly murdered by Bronson Reed and a ladder. And then he, they can take him off TV for a month while they actually do. They can buy themselves some time to do whatever they want to do about this. Um, I, 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 I don't think they're going to do anything but they have the opportunity to do the right thing. They've already investigated, Alex. Let's move on. Let's move on. No more questions about move on. That's what Triple H says. Move on. We're not, we investigated it. We stopped, found nothing. We found nothing. Okay. We investigated ourselves and we found out we didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> uh, Damien Priest gets a victory. It comes down to Gargano and Priest. The belt becomes unhooked and then Priest kicks Gargano in the face, knocks him off the ladder, grabs a belt for himself. Damien Priest, your new NXT North American champion. What do you think? Um, I mean, good for Priest, I guess. Like they, they, they toyed with him being near that championship for a long time. Um, they turned him face, then they turned him back tweener. Then they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with him. Um, my pick was was Grimes. I thought that they were actually setting up pretty well for Grimes to, to win the match. Um, he took that sick, sick bump off a box yeah. bomb that did not land flush on the ladder at all. No, sunset bomb. That looked, sunset oof, bomb. That yeah. looked rough. Yeah. Uh, it didn't look good for Gargano either, but it looked worse yeah. for Cameron Grimes. Um, uh, because I, I just think that WWE across all brands is so enamored with the chicken shit heel um, mid-card champion who like whose whole thing is I don't want to fight anybody like which I thought that Cameron Grimes would fit in perfectly loud mouth will never back it up will always find a way to like lose by count out and stuff like that so I'm glad that that isn't the thing they're going to try to do with this title um considering what they appear to be doing with the um 
the NXT championship, it looks like the North American title is the only singles title uh, for the men's side that will be changing hands anytime in the next decade. So um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it might, that might actually be the workhorse title. They might actually have Priest versus any number of guys. The, any number of these guys, Thatcher, Loomis when he's back. Well, not Dream. Just I Dream up. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. A, any number of uh, the other three guys, Grimes, Gargano, um, Reed. Uh, I like I liked the match that, that Reed had with, with, with Priest. And Reed has a thing where he can go to Regal and say, hey, remember a couple of weeks ago where I pinned uh, Priest? Yeah, I want, my, I want the first title shot. And Regal should be able to say, yes, I think you agree. I, think, I agree you actually won that match. You get, you get the first title shot. So there's Reed there. There's Grimes, who also has a, a long-standing rivalry. Balor, Loomis, Thatcher. There's all these guys in the mid-card who, who could be the next uh, North American champion. I think that's a good place for them to be. Again, considering that the NXT title is going to be held hostage by uh, a dude and his sorceress wife for a while. Balor uh, beat Priest as well at the last takeover too, right? right? So you can Balor, Balor can say, yes, I, I, hey, not so fast, big man. I get the first title shot, and then we get a Bronson Reed versus Finn Balor match. I didn't know that I needed uh, <laughs> to figure out who's the nef- who's the first uh, cha- who's the first uh, championship contender. First, uh, Damian Priest has got to get out of the hot tub with uh, those ladies, and then Triple H, who also he did the point photo. Yeah, he, that was heavy shots at Chris Jericho, by the way. Bubbly yeah. <laughs> jumping in the hot tub with the the leather pants. That was one hundred percent heavy shots at Chris Jericho. Yes, it certainly was. <laughs> Uh, Pat McAfee against Adam Cole. Uh, I I thought this feud leading up, I, I don't think that they, I don't think Pat McAfee means as much as they think he does, but full credit to Pat McAfee. I love this promo on Wednesday. I thought he's been killing it with media interviews. Adam Cole has thrown himself 100% into this as well. I had hopes for this match because Adam Cole is very good. And look, Pat McAfee might've been a punter. He was an NFL player. Those guys are athletes, all right? Punter, lineman, doesn't matter. All those guys are athletes. Pat McAfee, complete athlete here. Uh, Did a swanton onto the floor, looked beautiful. Did a backflip off the top rope and then did a leap up superplex. Um, The ending came where McAfee actually hit the punt on Cole. Cole kicked out. Cole took out his leg. I thought the ending was kind of dumb where McAfee just like stands there and then stumbles into the uh, Panama sunrise. Adam Cole picks up the victory match was better than it had any right to be. And I thought McAfee looked really good. McAfee looked way better than he needed to in order to secure an immediate contract offer from (laughs) WWE. Um, I said this after he did the promo uh, on NXT TV, if this guy can go at all, you have to try and figure out a way to secure his services because he's a better talker than 90% of your roster right now. And if he can do anything in the ring, you can teach him to do that while he's managing somebody using that amazing talking ability of him, of his. Um, it turns out he can do stuff already. And what a great guy to shepherd him through his first match, Adam Cole, who's the consummate professional, who's going to make him look great the whole time. Um, the right guy won in Adam Cole. I agree with you. The finish was flat because it required McAfee to stand up and stagger over to a position and kind of bend over to take the, 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 the Panama sunrise. But that's a hell of a move to take in your first match. Yeah. You are, you are, you are saying I'm fearless. I will take this. I don't have any, like, 
like Pat McAfee would not have needed Vince McMahon to show him how to do a safe drive onto a crash pad. He would have just done that shit from two stories up. I um I love how willing Pat McAfee was to like take big bumps, do like did that that thing that that uh that somersault off the top rope on all those dudes. Um uh he 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 told a story like he was in control until he like kicked the stairs and then he sold the leg. Did you notice that this is the thing that I hate so much when when actual veterans will will hurt themselves and sell the damage until they need to use that particular piece of like apparatus, that appendage, that particular knee or whatever to to hit their their moves, and then they then they oh all of a sudden I don't feel pain in that knee anymore. He hurt his right leg punting the steps when he kicked when he punted. Adam Cole in the junk, he used his left leg. That's the mark of a natural. He knows he can't use the bad leg to do something to Adam Cole. He uses the opposite foot. I think that's great. Like, he's got instincts. Apparently, on this call with Triple H, Triple H has said, um, well, I thought that uh, McAfee just wanted to, like, come in and do this thing as a one-off and then become an announcer. He wants to wrestle full-time and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Like good, uh, which is like if you if you come into it on your first night and you deliver that promo, and on your actual first match you can do the backflips and stuff and all that stuff, you're already well on your way. When you have that kind of ridiculous confidence that you can say, "Yeah, sure, I'll take the pan of my sunrise, no problem. Sure, I'll, I'll I'll do this backflip. Sure, I'll do this front flip into a crowd of dudes, no problem." When you have that, plus one day I shall be in the Hall of Fame. What's to stop him? Like apparently he he has no fear. He's got he's got an amazing uh, talent f- for using his mouth. I, I I I'm really excited to see if they can actually bring him in and utilize him properly. I still think the first thing they should do is have him be the mouthpiece for somebody because he can cut a hell of a promo. So while you're teaching him how to do all the other stuff, the, if he's in there with somebody who's not Adam Cole, I I worry because somebody who's not like if he's in there with Ridge Holland, both of them are going <laughs> to end up dead. But if but if he's in there with 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 Adam Cole, like it looks great. So let's see what they can do with him if he decides to actually show up. The fact that he wants to, that's a big thing in my eyes. Cross stick says between one and Herman Kane, how sick was Pat McAfee's backflip? Um, doing better than Herman Kane, I would yes. think. Uh, <laughs> it was it was certainly very sick. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, if Pat McAfee wants to transition full time, I'm all for it. I, I said put the title on this guy because I think he's the best promo right now. Maybe because he's actually has freedom and he just doesn't care. Uh, he's clearly a natural athlete, like you said with the the kick. He didn't use his power leg, and so that's why he only you know when he when he laid him out on NXT a few weeks ago, that was his punting leg, that was his power leg. This was not. This was his plant leg, not quite as strong, and so that's why he only got the two count here. Um, I, I thought McAfee was great, and I hope they can find a way to utilize him more. And I, I know I would not have been saying that three weeks ago. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply four weeks ago when I saw this work shoot thing on McAfee show. And I was just like, what are they doing with Adam Cole after his title reign? Why are they having him do a match with a former punter who is now a radio host who does the pre-show panel? Like, what are they doing with this guy? But after this now, what are they doing with Pat McAfee? That's what I want to know. What's next for Pat McAfee, not Adam Cole. Yeah. I, 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 I want, I want Pat McAfee to get some, some peace. <laughs> that aren't former linebackers who can't tackle people. I, 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 bye-bye AJ Hawk. Get him, get him some actual heavies to be his backup. I don't know who those guys are, but what's Aaron, what's Aaron Donald up to? He's, I think he's actually playing, but get him Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying actual football players, but like other guys that he, that he could, that he could use. Um, like Dabakato. I mean, he had a couple of matches on, on raw underground, but bring him over. Let him be the guy that Pat McAfee hides behind. Like I, I, that could be a lot of fun stuff. He's like, I, uh, I, I would have a match with you, Adam. I have another rematch, but you know, I hurt my, I hurt my, my kicking foot, and I, I need that to kick you in the face. Like, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of fun stuff they can do with him. Uh, I'm with you. More, more Pat McAfee. Put the title. Let him beat Damian Priest. Put the NXT North American title on him. Uh, honestly, if they did that on Wednesday, I would not be mad. <laughs> Uh, NXT Women's Championship match, Io Shirai against Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota gets an early advantage. A lot of work on the elbow here, which was fine in this match. They kind of screwed it up but in the next match. But for this match, it was good. Uh, Dakai, I thought, looked excellent in this match. I don't know what you think of her, Alex, but I thought she looked very good in this match. Io Shirai is, I don't know if she's the best they have on the roster. I think she's the best they have on the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dakota Kai hung with her move for move. I thought. Well, uh, this is this is where I started to go. Like, uh, this is this is this is good WWE wrestling. <laughs> Fair. Um, um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a formula that is laid out the way that it always happens, which is that the 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 champion or the babyface or whatever um, is 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 grounded. Like the genius of the sky gets to be put in an arm lock for most of the match. Ooh, fun, fun to watch. You know, like that's that's not what I'm watching Io Shirai matches for. I understand the, the ring psychology of it. Like Dakota Kai was right to do this, but it's not a shoot fight. Like you decide what the matches are. Like, so you could do something that's more fun. Dakota Kai hanging with, with Io Shirai, getting Io Shirai getting to do all of her normal stuff. That's something I'd like to watch, but as it was, like I thought Dakota Kai did all the right things in this style of match, which is not my f- favorite thing to watch. I that's why I hate Baron Corbin matches because he grounds the guy who's exciting to watch and puts him in a headlock for or a, what is it, a half cross face, whatever the hell they call that thing. Yes, I'm I'm done watching those matches. Like I don't care how great the competitors are, that style of match is not my cup of tea anymore. I I, I tune out. Like, cause I know that Io Shirai is not going to tap to that. So it's like five, six minutes of her being in a rest hold where I'd rather see her jump off of things. 
You know, like it just it's it it is it's frustrating because I know they're building to a a sequence at the end, which is going to be entertaining. But until that sequence starts, I have no. I'll just fast. I would fast forward through it if I had the opportunity. Um, the the finish with the ref bump and Raquel Gonzalez getting involved. It was very very you know overbooked WWE Championship match. It's fun to let the women have one of those because usually it's the men. Um, uh, but I thought this was all really well well handled. Uh, Io Shirai kicking out after Raquel did an amazing uh, chest choke slam thing that she does. Uh, I thought that was good. Um, uh, there was a, there were a couple of really great things that, that Dakota Kai did. I really love her um, her lung blower that she do, she pulls over to the side as opposed to behind, and I I, I loved her her like her GTS style thing she'd off the top rope that that was great. Dakota Kai is excellent. I love I love watching her wrestle. Uh, I, I wish I wasn't watch, watching her put somebody in a half cross face, um, you know, for lack of a better term. I don't mind that at least for this match, because it was for this show, something different. It was yes. Formulaic WWE style. Sure. But this show had been a lot of action, a lot of cool spots and stuff. So if you want to do it, do something different. You knew they were building to something. I don't think it took away from the match. It it made sense. Like you said, you ground Io Shirai. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's not what you want to see. You want to see, maybe you want to see Dakota Kai hang with Io Shirai in the sky. But I thought for this match, it worked. I think the problem, at least for me, was they do it during this match and then they come right back to it in the main event, which we'll get to. And that kind of it took away from the main event. Um, uh, But I thought this match was good. And then the finishing sequence, like you said, ref bump, Gonzalez comes in, hits the chokes, choke bomb, whatever you want to call it. And but EO survives. EO ends up picking up the victory. Afterwards, they're they're attacking EO. Rhea Ripley comes down, confronts Gonzalez. Everybody just kind of backs off. Plays it cool. There's this excellent shot of Io with the belt. And then Rhea is in the background going up the ramp. And you can just see Rhea behind Io of like, yep, she's there. So I hope they've got something with Rhea moving forward. They've, they killed her at WrestleMania. Killed her dead at WrestleMania. And now this is the chance to, to really heat her up again and do something with her. And I hope they do. I'm looking forward to Gonzalez and Rhea whenever it happens. Don't give me 1,500 tag matches before it happens. Keep them apart. Absolutely. I um, I think that that the only thing I, I, I don't love about Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez is, is that it ends my uh, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Mercedes Martinez best of seven series before <laughs> it even begins. Uh, but it's okay. Mercedes Martinez is dead now because she got powerbombed onto the concrete. Um, uh, our RIP in peace, uh, Mercedes Martinez. But um, yeah, Raquel versus uh, Rhea Ripley's great. They look so good standing next to each other like that, like the stare down, uh, eye to eye. Because Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is literally four times the size of everybody else except for Rhea Ripley. Like I love that. That's oh well. Now you can't pick on people. Pick on somebody your own size. Me, I think that's a really great hook for this. I also love that Rio's like, um, I I just want to make sure you don't think you're next in line, bitch. That's me. So if I got to go through you to get that title back, that's what I'm going to do. And I think that's great. Let, let Rhea be a fantastic tweener for a while, then hard turn her back heel. 
because the baby face thing doesn't work anymore unless she's got her edge. You stripped all that edge from her when she was like, golly, just, golly gosh, gee whiz, to think that I, a girl from Australia, could possibly ever wrestle in this stadium with a pirate ship in it in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Florida. Oh, my stars. I had never thought that a city could be so big. Um, that ruined everything. And then, of course, they had her lose that match. Um, so... I think you can figure out a way to actually keep her, uh, give her that hard edge, and then eventually turn her back heel. Have her have like have. Spoiler alert for anybody who didn't watch AEW tonight. Spoiler alert. Um, Don't have turn her, off the show, everybody. Just have her have her do um, to EO what somebody did to Cody. Somebody I, people who just don't know who who Cody wrestled tonight. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, what some somebody somebody with a with a long black bushy beard that somebody who whose last name rhymes with p what that person um <laughs> did to to Cody tonight have have Rhea do to Io Shirai like, they're not going to do that they, they're, not, they're not going to they're not going to do it but it would be something so different than what they normally do with this kind of stuff make it make it mean something for example, we're going to about to talk to them about this next match. If they had done something like that with this next match, that would mean something. What they did was plot along until they had a flat finish. And that's definitely not the way you do this this particular uh title transition in my opinion. Do we have to talk about this next match? Is are we required I mean, to? Like... I, I I think we are. <laughs> oh. That's a shame. We're running through this show. I told you yesterday. I was like, we're going to be done with this show we're, in like thirty minutes. We are. The two of us going like, well, this doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. Here's the thing: we're going to speculate. There's this good, this good spot. Moving on. This is the thing. I've banned NXT. Well, Joseph has banned NXT from our program, so I don't even know what's going on on these weekly shows. I just watch Takeover. It's on, it's, I'm a professional, folks. I, I watch all the weekly shows, but look, NXT for me, and I feel like Alex, you're getting there as well. It, it hasn't been quite the same recently, um, and this Takeover felt kind of cold. I thought this main event coming into it felt kind of cold. I like the video package they did on Wednesday. Uh, but the magic stuff and uh, sign the contract and get a fireball in your face. Like that does, that does nothing for me. Okay. Just absolutely nothing for me. And then they portray cross as an MMA fighter. Like, cool. That's what I want to see. Just two dudes going out there beating each other up. I don't need all this fireball stuff. Uh, I got a bunch of super chats here on the main event. So I'm going to run, I'm going to read these. If you want, Again, get your question, statement, comment right on the air. Leave a super chat. A lot on the main event here. People all over the place on this main event. We got Dizzy C saying, I enjoyed the rest of the show, but man, that main event was a dud. Karrion Cross makes unmotivated Randy look like Rey Mysterio. Don't disrespect the greatest of all time, Randy Orton. Okay? Don't disrespect Randy not, Orton. Not this Randy Orton. Unmotivated Randy Orton. Like three <laughs> years ago? Yeah, okay. that, that's, that's this guy. That's fair. Uh, DZC also says Alex needs to be consistent because his gripes with the main event build wasn't with Cross winning clean. For weeks, he's been complaining about how it how it'd be a booking nightmare where they won't beat either clean rather than about the guy to go over. Explain yourself, Alex. Well, no, listen. Um, I, I always said they booked themselves into a corner, <laughs> like uh, th- they did. Like they said, let's we're gonna have this match. And um, and one one guy's got to win. So either 
they pick one guy at the expense of another guy, which is a bad option. Or they try and protect both guys by having a crazy, stupid finish, which is a bad option. You have two bad options. They picked one. They picked the worst of the bad options. Like, to me, putting putting over Karrion Cross in a slow, plodding, dull match with a flat finish is the worst option. The best option is keeping the title on Keith Lee. The worst option is what they did for me. There's a and somewhere in the middle, there's a hey, look at us being weird and clever. We tried to find a way to protect them both and we failed. That's also a bad option. To, to me, what they did was the worst option. I thought that Scarlet should have cast a spell on Keith Lee Ooh, in the middle of the match. That good. Yeah. Like I said, and, I said, she's like conjured up a swarm of bats that right. only Keith Lee can see. <laughs> starts doing this in the middle of the ring and falls over dead. See, that's what they should have gotten with. Like, you don't need to do this wrestling stuff. Do your hokey, uh, hokey stuff that Bray Wyatt's doing. Smoke some of that Bray Wyatt peyote and start. That's how you should start booking. Uh, that's how you should start booking NXT. Avery Dunn says, if this was the plan with Cross and Lee, then why didn't Lee lose the North American title earlier, then lose to Cross? North American title is more legit, and Lee has a story after. Look, Keith Lee, he won both belts, and then he was like, got to give other opportunities. Got to, you know, these other people deserve opportunities too. I'm going to vacate this title. That was the story for, because that, that thing never made sense. Putting both titles on him and then <laughs> having him vacate a title a week later. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there were, there were things they could have done that they, that they didn't do. They like, I'm, I'm listen, if you, if the idea was to get the title on Damian priest, there were ways of doing that. You, you could have had Damian priest and Keith Lee have a match and have Karrion Cross screw Keith Lee out of that title. And that's how Karrion Cross gets his title match. And and then you have Damian Priest. Now, I liked all these little qualifying triple threats and everything. That was fun to get to the ladder match. Ladder match was great, but if the whole object was to get the title on Damian Priest and to get this title off of Keith Lee and on to to Karrion Cross, there there are ways of doing that that didn't make Keith Lee look like a dope for giving up one title belt. And 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 look bad in his championship defense against Karrion Cross because he looked bad in this match, like he he did not look like Keith Lee at all. Uh, Justin Lopez says Triple H said on his post show call that Cross separated his shoulder. We'll have an MRI. Might explain the anticlimactic finish. Maybe. I mean, I I, I, I don't wish an injury on the guy, but. No. Hopefully they they have some explanation because that match. I mean, let's let's get into it. It was the best part of the match to me was they roll outside early and I swear someone yells "bask in his ass," <laughs> and I I was like this this match is all downhill from here. I don't know who yelled that, but bless that man at the performance center or, or full sale. Um, after that, it was fifty minutes of arm work. Keith Lee had a couple of hope spots. And then Cross kicked out of a spirit bomb and then Cross won with a middle rope side suplex and Karrion Cross is your champion. I mean, there wasn't much to this match. No, I, I didn't think it did Keith Lee anything. I, I thought he looked terrible in this match. Just terrible. He really did. They didn't, they did him no favors with the way this match was laid out. Like we didn't get to see like a big, a big spot. He, he only got to do one of his big moves. He did this, he did this, the, uh, the, um, the spirit bomb and cross kicked out at like 1.9. Like 
Like it didn't even get to two and a half. It got like one point nine. I was like, well, that's a choice. Now I guess we'll get to see what like Keith Lee do more and more things, trying to put away Karrion Cross. He's gonna hit him with a big bang catastrophe. No, he's gonna hit him with a spear bomb and then a big bang catastrophe. No, like I thought they were gonna do that. They didn't even do any of that. Like now it very well may be that he hurt himself at some point in the match and they had to like call it on the fly and they ended it the way they did because of that. That doesn't explain at the beginning where like Keith Lee like like winds up with his his arm between a metal guardrail and some plexiglass and gets the guardrail kicked into his arm which like oh the ple- not the plexiglass <laughs> that would that would that's gonna that's gonna break his elbow bone for sure. Like that's that's a stupid thing. I hate when when they do the thing where oh ah the baby face he got a little carried away and he, he left himself open and then the the heel took advantage and now the heel's just gonna work over that particular body part for the next twenty minutes. I, I it doesn't do anything for me, especially with these guys. If you're actually trying to get me to like to like be impressed by carrying cross, like having him just work over Keith Lee a lot. It just, I don't know, like, like beat him. Like that would, again, not that I wanted this, but it would actually have been a statement. If Karrion Cross came in and like took a couple of big moves from Kerry, from Keith Lee and was like, nope. And then hit a bunch of them in a row, the way he's, the way he beat Tommaso Ciampa. Like if it, it, like all of a sudden Keith Lee's like, whoa, that was not at all what I was expecting. And then you might have a storyline. They Triple H on his media call says, uh, ah, uh, wait and see. We got a storyline in place for Keith Lee. That's why he had a really short championship reign. There, uh, uh, wait and see. Uh, wait and see my ass. Uh Triple H, you never you never pay off with any of that stuff. Um, but that might have been one. If if Keith Lee got his ass kicked, lost a five-minute match, was totally unprepared for going against Karrion Cross, and then we get a rematch and it lasts like 20 minutes, and it's a really great like back and forth, or this could have been like a Brock Lesnar style match. Eight to 10 minutes, a sprint, two big dudes going each other full force the whole way until one guy hits two big moves in a row and that's it. But this just, this was not it. Whether it was, it was caused by the separated shoulder that cross suffered or not. It just, just did not work. It didn't work. Drew Nicholas says exactly what you mentioned. Triple H telling us, stay tuned for Lee, and people will understand over time. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Uh, Mentioning uh, uh, Charlotte post-WrestleMania 36. Yeah, Triple H said the same thing when uh, at the last TakeOver media call because Io Shirai penned Ripley and not Charlotte, and somebody asked, okay, what does this mean for Charlotte? He's like, well, we've got plans. You know, It all makes sense why Charlotte came to NXT and then didn't actually lose to anybody on NXT. Don't worry. Uh, we've got plans and then Charlotte hasn't been seen for, for months now. Like, uh, I, I thought there, there, there would have been plans involved if like Rhea Ripley had been like, you got me that time, Charlotte, but I know I'm better than you. And we got a rematch and Rhea won her title back. Like that could have been a storyline. You could have done that, but you didn't, you, you, you had Charlotte win, never lose, never be pinned by anybody in NXT, which is just basically like a statement saying Charlotte is better than all of the girls in NXT. Nobody can possibly beat her. The only way she lost is via technicality. That's, that's not a good storyline. That's not a stay tuned. They put the title on Keith Lee at part two of Great American Bash, which was announced the week before the, the actual. So they clearly had plans for that. And then he just gives up the North American title 
and then he loses his first big title defense at a takeover. What what are they doing with Keith? What point of this double championship thing? Look, we I think we all know what the actual point was, but what was the point of, of this double championship ring for Keith Lee? I, I honestly don't know. I, I think they, they it, it, it looks like the point was to to put the title on Karrion Cross to to cement his meteoric rise since since debuting. Now that may be it. I don't know why Keith Lee has to lose the North American title in order to do it. Again, they say wait and see, stay tuned for Keith Lee. Like if Keith Lee is revealed as the leader of retribution, like <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, good. We got that to look forward to. But I, I mean, whatever it is they're going to do with him, it doesn't feel like it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to justify him becoming a double champ and then becoming a zero champ within a couple of weeks. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Rafael Garcia says, once again, WWE has failed viewers of color excited about a champion that looks like them. Yeah, look, I saw a lot of a lot of my friends um, who are, who are African American on the timeline being like, "What what's going on here with Keith Lee? They had something with this guy last year at Survivor Series and at Royal Rumble, and he should have been like they should have made him right there, like going into WrestleMania. Instead, they cooled him off completely. They they did the double title thing. It's like okay, you know, you cooled him off, but now you gave him two titles. You you can make something out of this." And now he's just a dude who looks terrible against Karrion Cross and just gives up one of his titles. Yeah, um, the thing, the, the Keith Lee thing, like his 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 rise through. Again, we 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 talked about this uh, recently on one of the, the NXT shows. Like it, it Keith Lee, like Survivor Series was almost a year ago. We're almost to September. It's in November, so it was like basically nine and a half, 10 months ago. That's a long ass time ago that, that he looked so great at Survivor Series weekend where he had that, that, that standoff with Roman Reigns and nearly beat Roman Reigns. And then you put him in um, with, with, uh, with Brock in the Royal Rumble and he, he has a standoff with Brock and like, this guy looks like he's, he, he's ready to face Brock in a one-on-one match. And that's January. And now we're almost to September and you finally get around to making him this double champ. You put him on the, you give him the top, and you you weren't ready at the time to take the title off Adam Cole. And I I get that. You finally are. You're ready to take the title off Adam Cole. You put it on Keith Lee, and what? Like again, you, you had this this lightning in a bottle that you had caught with Keith Lee, like getting over huge with the people who don't really watch NXT. They were like, that guy looks great. I like that guy. Let's figure out what we're gonna do with him. Nine months later, the answer is not much. That's what you're going to do with him is not much. At least I could see in this match. I half expected him to come out <laughs> with the well, blindfold on and, you know, he couldn't, the, uh, the Rey Mysterio mask no, or something, he, whatever it might be. He just tries he, to go, go at it blind. I would love to see him as like a Daredevil character. Like all the, all <laughs> That the, would be awesome, actually. All of his other senses are heightened, but he can't <laughs> see. Like he can hear things going on from all around him, but he can't see. They should 100% do a character like that. I don't know. Have they done like a blind character? I mean, they, they, I mean, it would be perfect to do one to Ray Mysterio. Like he's going to show up at, at, at SummerSlam tomorrow. Have, have, have Seth tech the other lie and then have Ray Mysterio just be blind for the rest of his career in WWE. 
I I said that they should have just with the that that match they should have CGI ripped his full eye out because if he's gonna wear the little mask with the eye patch anyway and no one's gonna know right. just go full out instead of have a gummy worm eyeball in his eye and then say ah, I got reattached it's fine. Yep. Anything else from this show? Overall thoughts on this show on a scale of one to the Bucks game one. <laughs> what <laughs> what did you make of this show, Alex Bolowski? Uh, well, I'm. I, listen, the, all, I have no control over this, so I have to sit and, and watch, see what they're going to do. If Cross is really hurt and has to miss some serious time, I don't know what they do with this title. If if um, it, it, they say stay tuned, we got to <laughs> stay tuned. We got a big plans for Keith Lee, which is what I guess we got to stay tuned and find out. Um, what takeovers used to be used to be able to to grade them on the show itself. Like this is a while ago now, like over a year ago, you could just, you could grade the takeover on what it was now because of their recent booking quandaries, you have to go like, okay, where is this leading us? I'm, I'm apprehensive. How apprehensive am I? I don't know, like a 6.5. Like I, I don't, I don't know where all this stuff is. Like I'm glad Yoshirai is still the champion, that that angle with with Rhea Ripley is intriguing. Um, I think that both Balor and Thatcher come out of that match looking really good. The the North American title picture is wide open, which is which is good. Um, Brizongo are possibly are possibly going to be uh, you know tag champions soon. Um, that would be good. So we have to see where that goes. Right now, like was I was I did I have a good time watching this this episode this this thing. No, outside of like Balor and and uh, and and Thatcher, which I really respected for just in ring technical genius, and McAfee versus Cole, which I was like so impressed by by this guy having his first ever wrestling match and the way Cole helped him to deliver that. Outside of those two matches, I did not enjoy watching the show. So, my I God, you are you are harsh. You are a harsh man on this show. I thought the wrestling was good. I'll give it like a, a 7.5. I thought the wrestling on this show was very good. Um, some of the, yeah, a lot of the angles, it was stay tuned stuff. The main event drops it because you need a killer main event. I, that's what people are going to remember the most. And if you're, you're, if you're, the rest of your show was great, but your main event sucks, like people are going to remember that your main event sucked. Yeah. Um, so, so that drops it. Everything else on this show I thought was great though. Um, the the booking leading into the show I had questions about the booking coming out of the show did, let it play out is the old saying right yeah so so we'll we'll let it play out on that but as far as just the bell to bell wrestling on this show I thought right. it was very good and so I will give it a seven point five maybe I'm feeling generous because the Thunder won tonight and you know I'm in a good mood had they lost I'd probably just be like yeah the show was like whatever who cares I, I should mention that yeah I, I, somehow i forgot about a five-man ladder match for a championship <laughs> i i enjoyed watching that too um i i i think i i think i soured on having to not watch io shirai beat io shirai and then i i re uh, the, the the last match really did it to me 
It just it made it made me retroactively hate the rest of the show. That's that's how much I hated the the main event. See, you're you're on the the TEW scale of your spotlight is on main event focus. So you can have like a killer show, but if your main event gets like a sixty, it drags your entire show rating down to like a, a seventy or something. And even if the rest of your shows are like nineties, so that that's what that's how you're grading, Alex. That that's fine. You know yeah. that that's your scale. Um, I thought this show was great outside of the the main event and this is the last time i'll ever have to talk about nxt because it's still banned from our program alex let the people know where they can find you you can find me at alex sour Graps on the tweeter i do uh sour Graps twice a week uh covering raw and smackdown uh and how bad they are and then also um i i cover uh nxt on wednesdays i guess tuesday in a couple of weeks or whatever <laughs> Whenever they're moving around for the for the for the uh, yeah, that's uh, not this week, but next week. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, but yeah, I cover NXT every week. Um. And I, it used to be about how much it was so much better than uh, than than Mondays and Fridays, and now it's depressingly how much it's getting closer to being Wednesday Night Raw. Sign up to uh, FIFO Select. You get Alex's show. Sean's always breaking news. Everybody message Sean. Let him know you want a uh, Point God t-shirt. Alex has a shirt. Sean's got like 500 shirts. They want to do a shirt with the Where is my shirt, Alex? I'm on 300 programs on this website. I'm doing news every day. Where is my Point God shirt? Everyone message Sean Rodsap. Let him know. See, look at this. Alex gets a shirt. I got Where's it. my Point God shirt? I got a shirt. It's You, got, you need a logo. If you got a if you got a sweet logo where your face yeah, is I don't fruit. have a logo. If you got a sweet logo where your face <laughs> is a fruit, they 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 print up shirts and people buy them. It's crazy. They did an animated face for me for our uh, Judas karaoke, so maybe we can do something. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can do something with that. Yeah. Um, I'm on the Fightful, that website. Very good website. Here, here it's got a lot of great news and a lot of great stories. Uh, check out The Distraction every Thursday. On Tuesdays, Joseph Holbert and myself review movies. On Saturdays, for some reason, Sean lets us play TEW. I'm trying to do more with the, the gaming stuff. Uh, tweet at Sean. Let him know you want me to do more with the gaming stuff and less with the wrestling stuff. Uh, again, sign up to Fightful Select. We will join. Sean will be back tomorrow with the post-SummerSlam uh, review show with John Alba. Emmy winner John Alba. He, I'm sure he will mention that once or twice. They're going to tarp off the review tomorrow for SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming tomorrow. Under an hour, Alex. Under an hour. That is how it's done. Yep. Everyone, take care. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.